2: in your tweet you say that you want to meet a guy older than 35 who loves jesus his mama and bottoming who has a flexible career maybe a rider that lets him travel can also afford to take me on a vacation once a year and i'll take Mm -hmm. us on two others bonus if you pack my suitcases and with a love note on it hello
3: name it and claim it
2: Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? This is the season finale with Danny Franzese from Mean Girls, from Looking on HBO, from Drag Race. And God, what a way to go. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm so grateful that we've gotten this far. This is the 86th Fooking episode. And how dare... We take up this gay-ass space in this straight-ass world, if we're being honest. Um, Danny is such a good guest to end the second year with. We talk about some behind-the-scenes drag race stuff, and he gives some really honest answers about growing up gay and coming to terms with his fabulosity. And I don't want to say much before the episode except thank you. Like, I mean that from my gay-ass heart. Thank you for listening, for sharing, for buying the silliest merch ever, for sending me nice messages, and just for being here. There are so many people who have listened since episode one, and I, I just feel lucky. And if you've joined us in the past year, I'm thrilled to have you. And just know, this is the beginning, baby. Baby. And I'll give one final plea. If you have not yet uh, left a five-star review and you listen on Apple Podcasts, I'm trying to get to 200 reviews there. And it means the world and makes a big annoying fucking difference. So click the five stars and leave a note if you haven't yet. And that is just a huge, huge Hanukkah gift to me. We're going to get into this episode with Danny Franzese, follow him, get your tickets to his gorgeous show if you're in South Florida, and get some character actress sweatshirts for your loved ones, gay, straight, allied, for the holidays at gayasspodcast.com. I'm at Eric Wills. I love you so fucking much, and enjoy. I don't know how to begin vibes. Daniel Franzese is on That's A chaos podcast. And we're recording before 10 a.m. Is the Pulitzer on its way to you? It should be. You are an icon. You are a legend. You are the moment. And you are looking stunning this early. Thank you for coming on That's A Gay podcast, Daniel. Thank you. This is just an avatar. I'm actually still sleeping. Is this fully um, meta is doing virtual reality and I'm actually talking to the robot version of you? If you were given the option to have sex with an avatar, a virtual person, would you take the opportunity? Yeah, sure. Um, Would you top or bottom? (laughs) In the virtual realm? Yeah. Are you getting topped by the robot or are you penetrating them? I'm probably penetrating the robot because I feel...
3: I don't know it'd be amazing i think it would be like one of those like um what do they call them you know what i'm talking about
2: like the headset things no the things the flash the flashlight <laughs> i love <laughs> like that you, go, robotic. you know what i'm talking Flight. about yeah no i definitely now i can see you're right you're right a robotic what if it was like a ghost flashlight they mm-hmm. think they think traveling to mars is the most important thing but i would say that it's fucking a fan clearly <laughs> It's traveling to Uranus. Um, we were talking before we started recording that you had to move all of your 1,500 podcasts today because you're going to an Elton John finale concert tonight. I want to Wait. congratulate you. This is huge. How are you feeling going into it?
3: Um, well, I'm nervous and excited. and uh, I mean, I'm actually cool. – I, I never thought I'd see him in concert. I'm not really like a concert person. Same. But I always get invited to things and I never regret it. And I feel see? like Elton John has got so many bangers that like I'm going to be fine. Like I'm going to be like – you're gonna like be good in a way I didn't know you know yeah yeah. yeah. I went to Dolly Parton this is like before a long time ago someone's like do you want to go to Dolly Parton and I was like sure like it did I was like I like her you know and then I went and I was balling now I love Dolly Parton now I stand forever and ever wow you were changed for good but I, I was
2: changed for I was changed for good I do think that there's a certain list of concerts that, if invited, it is against gay law to say no. For example, Dolly Parton. For example, Elton John. For example, if, if when he- Whitney Houston was alive, you would have to go. When, yeah, um, who else? I mean, Cher is on that list. Celine Dion is on that list. Um, I recently... I got- Gaga. Uh I recently saw Lizzo in concert and that was I was a bit bamboozled into it, if I'm being honest with you. I um mm. I my husband, he we were celebrating our wedding anniversary, and he said he got me a gift. And keep in mind, I'm just like you and I'm not a concert person. He goes, I got you a gift. A few weeks ago, I bought you expensive tickets for us to see Lizzo. I said, Hold the phone, you bought you a gift. Mm-hmm. That's like a dead twisted. It, yeah let's not get that twisted honey so then I we actually you half a sandwich no you were hungry <laughs> yeah. i mean that's exactly what it was it was the concert version of a half sammy so we ended up going to see lizzo and of course i was jumping along with the 12 year oh, yeah and definitely. the white moms i mean is she just is such a it was so well rehearsed it was such a good sh- i i've not seen many in arena tour and i i do think that i've been changed for good as well
3: all right was at um, Fenton Bailey, who's one of the owners of World of Wonder. Mm -hmm. I was at his, like, 50th birthday party. It was, like, a casino themed and everything else. And we got there, and you played the casino games, but you won raffle tickets instead of money. Mm. And then all the raffle tickets went in there, and it was for, like, Sixth Row Gaga, Fame Monster Tour. Now, I wasn't even, like, I mean, I was a Gaga fan. Like I said, like, when it comes to music, like, you know, it took me to the Beyonce visual album to be on like Bay- the Bay Train. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like a little like a late bloomer when it comes to that stuff. So Gaga, I liked her, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I wasn't like rah 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 rah. You know? <laughs> and so, but I was like, but I was like, ooh, I should. Re-, you know, I was talking to a friend the day before, like we should try to go to Gaga. Like I want to see what that's all about, what the buzz is all about. Anyway, um, they do the raffle and they come out, and most of our tickets are on the top, you know, because we were. Like late to the party. And then the woman falls and all the tickets fall on the floor. And I'm like, (gasps) I'm I'm like, that's good. I told my friend, I'm like, that's good for us. Like, that's a good moment. And then it really got mixed up. So it was everybody at the office there. Everyone at World of Wonder, like all the interns, they've probably been buzzing like a month over who's going to win these Gaga tickets. And then instead, and and honestly, you're supposed to build up, like they gave away other things like a vodka and other things. And you're supposed to like build up to like the grand prize, but he was so drunk and happy, that he just was like, "I got tickets!" and he pulled it out, and it, and I won.
2: <gasps> and those fucking World of War interns were—they were, they were so rips. mad at me. They said, like, "This fucking focus. The DJ
3: went really. <laughs> really, bitch! Like, just because, like, whatever. I'm an actor. I should be like. Nah. I was like, really, bitch! I'm going to Gaga. <laughs> like,
2: he guest judges RuPaul once, and the people that put in a decade of work at World of Wonder so...
3: everybody looked disappointed. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> they all were like a little mad at me. I think they all wanted to like find out the story of how was it, and you got it. Oh, and it was so and so in accounting, but no, bitch. Danny came in, showed up, showed up,
2: and she was never <laughs> seen again. Naked.
3: And I was like, rah rah. rah, rah <laughs> But they created a Gaga fan. They did what they wanted to do. I mean, that was an amazing concert, and I did not expect it. I'm and thrilled
2: I, for you, and I'm devastated it, for the world of Wondered Interns. I really feel, because they never saw you again. You said their a fair monster. faces were like, oh, no.
3: <laughs>
2: they were so mad that, like, I got it. Like, is that, you know, whatever. Just because I was in the movie, I could afford three six-row Gaga tickets on a whim. No, 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 hon. I mean, he'll also here is the deal. I think people think that when you have one moment of success in any, especially in Hollywood, it means that you are what a billionaire for life. But yes, you are a star. But if anyone is offered three front row tickets to a Gaga concert, I'm concert, going. I'm you're g- gonna going. Take the g- g- you're g- going to the Gaga concert.
3: I'm g- going to the Gaga concert. Like you're crazy.
2: Well, speaking of World of Wonder, I am. It's in my contract to ask you about not only. When you honored your stunting mother on RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, um, I was reading the articles about you wearing her earrings in the first performance. I mean, just a gay man and his mom—there's nothing like it. But before we get into that, it, I need to ask about when you judged on Drag Race and you were uh, witnessing the snatch game in front yeah, of your look, eyes. Um, I have stop
3: a snatch game card.
2: stop framed on the goddamn wall. I. <laughs> I love that also. I was like, where are you calling it from? It says LA in giant letters behind you. Um, so you witnessed Jackie Cox do Lisa Rinna. You witnessed Gigi Good as that blinking robot. Britta filtered to Jennifer Holiday. Heidi in Closet, Leslie Jones. Jada was Cardi B. Sherry Pye was in this season. Hello? Sorry, I forgot we're not supposed to name. Um, is there anything from production that you take with you that people would be surprised to hear from filming? Yeah, Snatch Games like a
3: full hour. Like it was long. It was like maybe even longer than that. It was a full like they just wrote it to the wheels fell off and then they edited it out. Like riff, 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 riff. Yeah. It was really long. Like and there was other
2: questions that in
3: air, you know.
2: Sure and then when you do you film all of when you're doing that like obviously you watch snatch game and then you were also on the panel watching the runway do you is that all one day
3: two days yeah you come in you get glammed they do the they bring you in you don't know any of the queens by their real names oh so that was a tricky part because i think i I knew britta i had met britta i had met jan and -hmm. i knew Gigi, but i didn't really know them any of them really well they weren't like friends or anything but i was like who's who oh shit. you know you wanted to like know who you who everybody was yeah so you met them
2: at their character oh that is that is a trip so that
3: was kind of fun and you know um and some of them were staying in character for the whole hour and some of them were like breaking and being themselves and you know it was like really like really trying to keep it going like you know they do stage directions it's like okay we're gonna take a break people and some people would stay as their characters stop it okay method bitches and then the next day you come in and you do your runway Which, by the way, I did a reveal. Of course you did a reveal. Into the same outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I ripped the vest off and had the same vest underneath, which I thought was so funny. But I don't think gets the national, international attention that it should as a
2: moment. And maybe they're going to air a reunion version of the show. And it's finally Twitter. One day. It's still around. Well, it'll take hold. One day,
3: you know, me and Marco Marco get the credit for that funny idea. But yeah, I did that. And then they let us, like, spy on them like we got to go behind the two-way mirror while they were putting their makeup on Stop and getting ready it, not
2: the two-way mirror
3: which is so cool they're like i was like right in their face they were like <gasps> and, like putting makeup on
2: did they know that this was happening this feels <laughs> like and a,
3: Bennett, it was like you're we freaking out yeah
2: this feels like a violation of hipaa do they know that you were back there no
3: they're they it's not a violation they can do whatever we want because they're trapped in their prisoners they're signed you they sign their goddamn lives away <laughs> yeah And, you know, know, Jonathan Bennett is, like, literally, like, uh, a puppy on 10 Red Bulls. So, it's, like, (laughs) I'm trying to calm him down. And I'm, like, having the time of my life at the same
2: time. So, I'm, like, I can't calm him down. He's banging on the glass. He was,
3: like, licking the glass. Like, yeah, crazy.
2: (laughs) So, when you are – wait, when you and Jonathan are um, watching The Runway, this is always my question when people judge on that show. So, obviously, that when all the judges are riffing on doing wordplay with what they are wearing, um, are – how – Maybe I don't want to know how the, the sausage is made, but I kind of do. Are they are those lines fed to the judges? Are they all improv, or is it a mixture of both?
3: I'll give you some tea. You want tea? I'll give you oh, tea. I
2: want tea, honey.
3: So the first thing is they we we're quiet, and they walk out, and we hear their, I'm a, you know, whatever. Like, Trey didn't like the session. You know, mm-hmm. like, you hear, like, whatever they're mm-hmm. saying as they walk the runway, and we're writing our jokes. Oh. You know, and if you have one, you can just yell it out if it's like really like visceral, yeah, yeah. but they'll probably have you repeat it anyway. And so you see all of the whatever, uh, whatever it is, 12 girls, whatever at the time. And then um they come out and go again. And this time you, you, you yell your stuff. So they walk twice. Yeah.
2: <gasps> that is tea. And you are so wow. You're, you're writing down the brilliance coming from the dome from the head and then... yeah
3: but you know what else is really frustrating is that like it's rue and then it's and then it's carson
2: mm-hmm.
3: or or you know or uh ross and then it's michelle and then it's the guest so like if all the good it, ones have been taken. all <laughs> the good ones are taken you're like <laughs> struggling you know i'm like crossing shit out as recently. <laughs> I'm, like
2: fuck yeah you know they got all the low-hanging fruit i mean i'm sure i would panique Ayana Panique Trith, if I was in that scenario. But I have to say, your appearance and everything you do, I don't, I'm not just buttering your biscuit. I, butter that biscuit, babe. Honey, you're, I'm the biscuit. I just took her out of the oven and I am now fistful of butter when I tell you that. She's
3: popping fresh.
2: Popping fresh. I put my palm on the biscuit. The butter is leaking over the sides. I put the biscuit to my mouth and I whisper, I love everything you are in. I think that you, made me you have made me feel seen daniel Franzacy, for most of my gay life and this gay ass podcast has better off for you being on it i mean you not only are such a talented actor comedian your podcast yes jesus is giving gay people and religionas a place to shine you not only Sang beautiful in Mean Girls at a time which I thought was not only funny, but also I needed to hear it. And you are just dear friends with the other gay star of Mean Girls who is now, you are also clashing back at Can, uh, Candace, what the fuck is that witch's name? Oh God, yeah. Candace Cameron gonna... Burr. I mean, blur. You, yeah, Blur. You just, yeah, you're everything I need and more. And so thank you for your cervix. Um, <laughs> cervix. That being said, I do want to ask you the famous podcast question which is uh daniel franzesi you're on that's a gay ass podcast whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe oh probably bet midler it's her again <laughs> her again that fucking bitch i mean is it was it one performance in Partick? is it the fact that she was singing next to blowies in the bathhouse how did we get here's here? the
3: thing here's the thing i don't know why we like the same thing like I don't know why all gays like the same things. It's really, like, wild to me. Like, how did I know to like Bette Midler and be drawn to it? Yeah, I didn't even know what sex was when I was a baby, and I was, like, on Ruthless People, like, reciting it and pouring my little fake martini like she does and throwing it behind my shoulder in the mirror every time I got dressed. I don't know how I knew. How did I know to listen to Right Said Fred, I'm Too Sexy, and listen to... RuPaul, how did that stuff attract me? I
2: don't understand. It's a brilliant question, and I think that's partly why I am obsessed with doing this podcast, because almost every single answer that is given from all the almost like 80 episodes we've done is an answer that viscerally cuts to my gay core, my deep into my second hole. You saying Bette Midler is a hundred percent one of the big reasons that made me gay and then to make a gorgeous full circle story i got to see her play dolly and hello dolly on broadway and i a third hole was created i didn't she, get to do that oh my god she was i mean the thing is she just chews the scenery i thought she the the question that you ask how why did we all know this it remains to be seen i mean do you think about bet is that she is just so i don't know she i think she sees she sees us she sees us well it's besides her
3: see i told my mom no i texted her don't i'm doing a podcast don't call don't call what would she do call moms um, moms um besides her you, you know the other bitch i blame Who? annie <laughs> that fucker
2: bitch annie annie she did it to me you're talking about the titular character of the broadway musical annie
3: The little orphan annie in the movie wow that- i want to be a nine-year-old orphan girl.
2: <laughs> i mean there is a there, there is a reason why annie is a queer icon it's probably because she's singing the sun will come out tomorrow and all of us gay boys and girlies are praying wishing the, hoping it
3: was the laundry choreography i think that like uh, when i think of annie i think of it's a life. Hard-
2: well fuck my drag hard knock life is a bop
3: no one cares if your dreams and that get creepy no one cares if you grow if you shrink like all that shit i
2: was in it I was h- hoping for a second you were going to improvise every lyric because he didn't remember a single one. No one cares if you're tupper or you bottom. No one cares if you're otter or a twink. Okay, I think we just wrote, actually. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was, I think- Who cares if you have a stupid red curly wig? As long as you can sing. And you're making Broadway Minimum a week. (laughs) (laughs) so then that begs the question of you uh embracing your queen dumb queer dumb and slayness with annie with bet mid when you did this little indie film mean girls it was 2004 you were not out at the time or were you no
3: you know this is really funny because i think about it all the time like about you know my trajectory of coming out and everything and my parent, my my family was affirming of other gay relatives. Okay. I don't say celebrated, but I say that they were lovingly tolerated. Okay. Like, they were invited to weddings and were always on the same invite. You know, it was always like, oh, they're this, they're that. You know, we know what's going on, but we don't talk about it. We weren't going to a pride parade and holding up a sign. They weren't going to be, like, dancing together at the wedding, but they were sitting next to each other at the wedding kind of thing. You know what okay, I'm saying?
2: Okay. Yeah, we can – I think affirming is, is is the word.
3: Right. And so I didn't have, like, too much fear there. I didn't feel like I was going to get kicked out of a house or something like that. But, like, society didn't make sense. In school, I felt like the only gay in the village. Mm. Like, I didn't see anyone else that was, like, kind of gay. It mm-hmm. was one gay student, and he was, like, graduating when I was, like, a sophomore, and he was kind of out. And I only found out he was gay like the last day of he was at school. And like my heart was like beating. I just wanted to talk to him, you know? And he was gone before I could think, I- find out anything.
2: What was his reputation in school before he found out he was gay? Was he? I
3: don't know. He was, I was a sophomore, he was a senior, you know? Oh. I don't really know. But I do know that um, I was in a talent show with him or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was always in like drama. That's how I met him. And he had a boyfriend that was like way older. He's like, that's just my friend. And that was like, stop a... it. Twenty two year old there or something. I don't remember. Stop. I I love how
2: every every story of a young gay person always deals with. And that guy was obviously gay too. I was like, hmm.
3: Because I was like in South Florida and like South Florida gays had like frosted tips and poops. Orange skin like an orange skin. You knew who was who. And then like I went to musical theater school where you think I could flourish and come out. But the year before I got there, there was a huge scandal where a dancer was shown around school by a gay guy, and then they ended up hooking up, and then the gay guy told everyone they hooked up, and then he graduated, so when the dancer came to school, everyone was like, you're gay! (gasps) The guy was just, like, experimenting or something, and so I was, he was, like, he cried to me about it, like, the second week of school, like, and I was like, man, I'm like, I gotta be careful what I do here, you know what I mean, like?
2: Even in a musical theater program.
3: Yeah, and then there was only one out kid, and he had, like, a pride flag as a canopy over his bed, and was like, I'm gay! Like, it was, like, really, like,
2: Hold, super turned hold the up, fucking which, by fun. the way
3: respect for him respect it, for him but, but you're at telling the time me that it was so intimidating
2: you were at a musical theater program no one was out was this west point where were you
3: florida still oh See, my god the, like climate of like you know like all of, everyone was i mean like eight of us came out after school well, that up.
2: i have to say that that really brings up the point of the hokey it's become a hokey phrase of representation matters because think about i've brought this up too many times so when all people and a lot of kids in gen z are coming out as queer i'm sure a huge reason is because they're seeing other people do it and it's much more common and okay we also had gay teachers that didn't come out i mean yeah that's true and also like i know we had um mr d times three joe dombrowski on the podcast and he told me that when he was first teaching he made it a huge huge secret that he was gay because he could have been fired he could have been you know people calling him a, a groomer pedophile whatever the fuck it is but i think that even in you know your experience in a the musical theater program and that fucking poor guy's story of all 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 that young student do was get shown around by an upperclassman that was hot shot at college he sucked his dick because why wouldn't he and then he got blamed for it when he got there
3: mm-hmm. and you know what else um i i, I don't want allegedly potentially because i don't even really still know the the t uh-huh. we had like an instructor who had uh passed away the first year of AIDS. Oh my had a, god! Had to leave because he was sick. Oh my Nobody god! Nobody knew what happened and everything else. And then that was like a big, like cloaked over this mystery. And don't you say that about him? And you know, maybe it happened, and you don't know him, and like all this kind of oh. shit. You know. So another layer of fear. Another layer of like just weirdness and fear. Yeah, you know. And then I was in a very small town. The the school was in a very small town. Mm-hmm. We had like a Walmart. We had no coffee shops. No, no, nothing to do. You know, one, Mc, you know, McDonald's like really far away. Like. Very, like, not, you know, they had a blockbuster that I worked at, but it was very, like, southern, you know, Florida, kind of. Not south Florida, but, like, southern people Florida. It's sure, different. Sure, South, sure. south Florida is more pre- metropolitan. Yeah. But, but central and north Florida kind of get, like, Georgia- you know um, yeah you're saying culturally Alabama. southern Alabama yeah, moment, yeah. yeah.
2: so then does that mean that when you were in college were you able to have any experimentation expression of your sexuality or were you yeah, really- I
3: did I did there is like it, there, there also is this vibe of like because this it was like the late 90s Early 2000s, and there was like this switch that was happening there of like raver culture, uh-huh. where like if you went to a rave and made out with a guy, you weren't necessarily gay. Oh, and so that's that, like, the molly. I, I was really, um, dr- of oh, the ecstasy back then. I was really drawn to rave culture, pr- probably primarily for that reason. Of course. I mean, I did like the music, but the guys were so hot and like so sexually free, and didn't care what you know. Everyone was wearing like nail polish and and you know candy necklaces, and like it didn't really matter as much, you know. You're like, can I have a sucky of that letter R on your candy necklace? <laughs> yeah. Can you please rub that Nickelodeon vibrating pen on my head while I sniff fix?
2: <laughs> like, I thing. mean, it was just
3: interesting, you know, that that was happening. Plus my school was so sexually charged as all theater schools are like, you know, and even the straight guys were like a little flexible, and, and like we were doing things like, okay, everyone, we're doing massage circles and you're like massaging, everyone and then you turn around you massage everyone of else. course and in dance test doing the alexander technique where we're all in sweatpants and we're all just bending everyone's legs and moving everyone's hands and toes i'm trying to getting hard all the time and like crazy shit was happening and it was like se- it was sexually charged you know and then we, I, we went through this phase that was instigated by a friend of one of one of the popular kids in my school who came in and was like, you could kiss and not be gay. And then all the guys started kissing. Like, <laughs> there was always, like, some reason for them to kiss. It was like, they were doing, like, spin the bottle. And they'd be like, I don't care. I'm not, you know, prejudiced. And then
2: they were like, making- <laughs> Do you know and what? So I you love that counter. I love that. The straight guys are proving how woke they are by uh, making out all the other guys. Cut to, I'm sure, the vast majority of those straight men came out a decade later
3: um yeah a lot of them didn't but like the one who's instigating it it still didn't he got married with kids stop it wow what a story he cornered me at a party one time and he was like you're you're not gonna believe me but a lot of people think that i'm gay just because i kiss dudes and i was like what what huh and he was like yeah he's like he's like i'm just upset because people don't understand that like you know he's like macking some game on me and then i was like i believe you and he's like "We'll prove it and then he made out stop with me
2: stop it you and like to... my
3: feet like lifted off the ground you know what mm. i mean i was like oh he must have
2: been a good kisser he got around he was super hot yeah. I do think that straight men in theater, their major is theater and their minor is attention. So there is a fine line between yes. the straight <laughs> so men who are actually straight and or you know or or bi or whatever that enjoy kissing all genders and then there's the closet cases that just, you know, needed a needed a beat. So does that mean that when you were in college, obviously in a very sexually tense but also different land this what year did you grad? what how many years before that and then you so i left i left
3: college in the middle of it to go do theater i i, I took the summer off and i went to actor's day of louisville and then i went to new york and in new york i started auditioning and i got two musicals in a season in the same town as my mom's in south florida so i was like from new york so i was like if i mess up I land on her couch like it's totally fine, you know. And I did Damn Yankees in 1776. What theater was it? Uh, Broward
2: Stage Door Theater just of closed. Of course, of course. You know it? Yeah. So I, my husband and I met at an audition for musical theater while we were in New York City. So how was A hundred percent. Yeah. So, 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 first of all, Mazel tov. You've been a star since the jump. <laughs> i actually booked
3: all my first auditions my first commercial my first movie my first play my first the first
2: all right i take it back i'm not happy for you anymore i'm just pissed, <laughs> I'm
3: pissed uh, but 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 maybe not the second or the third <laughs> um but um so i did theater there and the cast of damn yankees was super gay like you know they were like dancers you know
2: so and then there's that bitch that plays um Rosie or whatever and she's Lola. Probably, uh, yeah, right. Lola thank you, Lola. She, she's probably yeah. she's the biggest fag hag of the bunch. She's going out for happy hours. Cut to all the guys who are sucking each other off. Classic.
3: Kind of. She was a little bit like uh like I think she was in her forties at the time and she was like a little over it, you know. Oh shit.
2: She was like, Ugh, my fifty yeah, eighth like, show at bra But work. I was
3: twenty at this point and I wasn't even old enough to drink. <laughs> and so they don't go out to the bars and I wouldn't go or anything. So I didn't like experience anything yet really too much. You know, mm-hmm. I still didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't see me, you know, I didn't know about the bear community. All I knew were like dancer twinks, oh. evil dancer twinks.
2: And I just was like, what is this? This is gay. This isn't me. You know, like I didn't understand. Of course. So then of course you're going to be confused. I, I think that that is a reason why I didn't come out because I, I, I feel it's almost bad saying this, but it is my truth. There were only two out guys in my high school, And they were struggling in their own way to express themselves. You know, this was in St. Louis. It was 2000, whatever it was. And um, one of them was really funny, but he... Let me say that again. He was funny and he was incredibly demonstrative of his queerness in a way that made me feel um, nervous about how I was perceived because I basically deep down wanted to be like that. He was fabulous. He dyed his hair. He wore the hottest looks from Hollister. And then the other one was the other out gay guy was the type that would make everyone else uncomfortable not because he was being himself because he was like groping and touching and it was his own way of dealing with his queerness. And so the That's things tough. that I was looking at it wasn't something that I saw myself and just like you seeing these demon twinks it's hard so it's hard to feel safe or even excited to embrace who you are when you don't see a place that is authentically representative of you.
0: Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: If we're talking about my sexuality, this is where it really gets tricky because it, because at this point, I didn't identify. I mean, it was only a few years ago that I was like, oh, that's what happened. Mm. I was definitely
2: biromantic but homosexual. Interesting. Biromantic, homosexual.
3: So I was like, this. it took me so long to figure that out because I was really falling in love with women. Mm. And I was give, I was like, I, I want you to be my wife kind of vibes because I was so starving for like reciproca- intimacy. reciprocation of intimacy and love. Sex was findable, both with men and women, but I couldn't find the intimacy or love. Mm. And so I was falling in love with women who didn't want like either a virgin girl or like this one girl who I fell in love with had lost her virginity the year before and then the guy cheated on her and broke her heart so she was like doing like a a retro, so I fell in love with her because I knew she wouldn't want to have sex with me. Wow. You know, kind of thing. And then finally, when I was out, out of school, mm-hmm. while I was doing Damn Yankees or 1776, I don't remember which one. Um, I was also working as a singing waiter. I'm so gay. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but actually, again, the only gay person at the singing waiter place, Jesus like not even a lesbian goodness. to say, like, wake the freak up. You know not even a lesbian wearing not even a kitchen lesbian.
2: shoes who could help send you to the closest piano bar, which didn't exist. God, I'm so sorry. So I did that and um like I worked at
3: the singing waiter restaurant and I met a girl there and we start, we started dating. And I remember after like our third date, her best friend also worked with us and she was like, I can't believe we haven't fucked yet. <gasps> she was like, I'm being so good this time and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I saw the hourglass go from like tick, tick, tick to just all the sand fall. <sighs> and I got like so scared. I was like, I've got to do something. So I went to my grandmother, who is like a really good friend of mine and like a confidant and like my prayer warrior and a mentor. In a lot of ways, more of a mom than my mom kind of was because my mom was really young when she had me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She was more of like a matriarch, I should say. My mom was a great mom, but she was like a more of a, like a the leader of the family. Mm-hmm. And so I went to her and I was like, my plan was to try to see if I could say I had erectile dysfunction so my grandfather could get Viagra, and then they could give it to me, and then I could use it to have sex with my girlfriend. That was, like, my plan. Wow. But it, didn't, it, it backfired. It wasn't oh. – I mean, it was probably the best plan. I could have to be straight. But when I told my Nana that what was going on, she brought me a Bible with a bookmark in it that said Danny Gay." and i lost my shit i was like even you and i had a, a a literal come to jesus moment i like went into her bathroom and literally at my nana's house was like the holiest place i could think of even more than a church my nanas like a prayer warrior like prays every morning for like an hour and journals and like i got on my knees and i said god i'm looking at you right now i'm opening the heavens and i'm staring at you right in the eye and if you have a woman that can give me everything that I need and I could give her everything I need. Right now at 21, I'll get married. Like some of my friends are already getting married. I was like, but if you don't, then I'm going to know that you made me this way and I'll spend the rest of my life trying to figure out why. Mm. And it was just like, at that point, my grandma was like, do you want me to talk to the pastor? I was like, yes, somebody, anybody. And so she spoke to the pastor. The pastor was like, I'm not really an expert on this, but someone actually just came and spoke to me about this. Maybe it's like fate here's this card i don't really know who he is check it out and it was conversion therapy of course it was and so i put myself into conversion therapy oh my god and so that went on for like six months and the guy was really gay i didn't understand what conversion therapy was we didn't have a word for it back then and he was really gay acting like just hello like how are you like really like that like over the top this
2: is how you don't
3: kiss a man that's how he sounded exactly right and so I was like, perfect. I was like, here's a nice gay guy that's going to diagnose me. Like, he'll know. I couldn't, like, get a gay down to be like, am I gay that I could trust? He's <laughs> a gay Christian. I was like, I could trust him, you know? And it got to the point where he was like, so I was telling my wife. And I'm like, your wife? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm married. I used to be gay. I'm like, used to be gay? You can't used to be gay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, what are you talking about? And he, I was like... Aren't you afraid? You know, he's like, "What are you afraid of?" And I'm like, "I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell." And I literally broke him. Like he was like, "You're not going to go to hell." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" You know, he, he said this to me. He goes, "You could be sucking a dick, and the second coming of Christ could happen, and you'll still go to heaven. It's not the sin if you love God. Like everybody has sin." And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "I gotta go." And I went home, and I went in line, and I lost my virginity to a man. Yes. I really lost my gender to a woman years ago, but yeah.
2: So it really was conversion therapy. It converted you into a a, a guy, a dude fucker. Um, That, that conversion therapist reminds me of waiting for Guffman where, um, yes, I hate you and I hate your ass face. He's very like that. He, the line that I'm thinking of was where he's like, you know I was shopping for my wife Bonnie's clothing. I, I buy all of her clothes, and I found a gorgeous pantsuit. suit. It's very that it's very like i it' just I was sh- shopping for my wife Bonnie uh well, I'm grateful that he gave you the um internal allowance to sleep with a man because I think that that set history on its course.
3: The bad part is they tell me he did tell me that you have bisexual tendencies, and it's your mother's fault, and you need to tell her and I did.
2: Did you tell her it was her fault? I did. What did she say?
3: She goes, Really? And she got quiet and she cried a little. And then we didn't talk for like a couple of months. It was really sad.
2: Wow. Like it was probably the only time in my life
3: I never spoke to my mom.
2: And then obviously you were able to reconnect. And
3: I found a little room that was for rent in a gay couple's house in Milton Manors. It was $400 a month. It was the tiniest thing. It was probably like one third of their garage. Let's put it that way. But it was clean and nice. And I moved in and they were nice to me. They thought that I was like a Martian because I didn't know anything. They're like, do you know what Kay is? I'm like, no. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> "You know, like, have you ever worn heels? I'm like, no. And they're like, <laughs> like, they thought, like literally, they were like totally prototype, you know, Chesley, uh, Chelsea or like Hell's Kitchen gays or like yeah. West Hollywood gays or like Willemander's gays, like the total prototype two gays. I remember they invited me one time into a house party and everyone liked me because I was funny. And then they were like, well, we're going to have a party. You should come. And they were like, bring Danny. And they brought me to their other friend's party. And they were, we were doing a house tour and they were showing off like their douche in the shower. Like, they're like, look, we put this in. And I think it was like the first time that douches were really starting to come out, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like this was like uh 1999 or something. And they're like, look at this. And everyone's was like, Oh, you put it right in the shower. Like, and i remember being like am i on another planet like did you even know what it was for i mean kind of you know how you bottom it up at that point uh yeah i i actually um well i don't really think i ever talked about this but when i first started having sex i was like a total bottom for like the first like three years of having sex because if i tried to have sex with a guy i think i would just be like <laughs> i'd like come and it was like over like i was nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. like I was just like, it was just like, t- like the tip of my dick would like touch a butthole and it would be over. Like, can you, um, I, was I, love- like, ah! I was like, I was like, I can't do it. You're and a fully like, artist. The way you did that and, sound effect. And I would lie. I'd be like, I'm thinking of my girlfriend. I have to stop. Like I always used to, I always used to present as a straight guy trying it for the first time. Listen, we all have to do a marketing
2: plan and you just, yeah, that
3: was like my, my AOL fantasy. Like where I was like, Oh, <laughs> sorry, but-
2: dude. I came thinking about my, girlfriend I'm, it was bad <laughs> dude it's all bad you know Listen, it was all but when we look back on those times it's all bad and i think that's part and now of i watch mind. and i look at like these
3: 14 year olds skipping around gender expressing themselves i'm like i'm so happy like i could cry over them like and, and at the same time I'm like a little jealous
2: like, of course you are I'm Like, it would have been amazing to just have been free like for the majority of my life you know I struggle to even consider what my life would have been like if I had been born around now or a few years back and like and the thing is I, it's probably a horrible question to ask because there's a reason why we were born at the time that we were born but you're right it's I mean just like you booking your first fucking movie it's like I god I'm jealous but I am I could cry because we have it Um, I do Speaking of, though, cultural touchstones, I need to ask you another famous podcast question, which is... Danny Ace. If the world was ending, you could only save one character actress, who would you save? Just one? Uno.
3: The world was ending, and I could only save one character actress. I guess... I'm stalling. I would have to say... The only person that comes to mind right now is Jennifer Coolidge, but I don't know if that's the right answer.
2: I think it's a gorgeous answer, especially because she is having her white lotus moment. I am seeing some people on Twitter complain that how much her character is being seen, which I feel is a homophobic response um, in this season. But I, she, is I would also huge. say Catherine O'Hara katherine o'hara is a stunning answer my dog's even screaming in the other room because he's just he's hearing all of these references um, the wars, Kevin. um i think that jennifer coolidge and Catherine o'hara let's say they were the last and two, parker posey and parker posey they're the final 3 They we're two, having brunch and i just grabbed them all real quick they're having brunch the world is ending around them between parker posey Catherine o'hara and jennifer coolidge who dies first Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, it's a beautiful sunset. <gasps> Jennifer, no, that's a yeah, that's she's a fire. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I forgot my purse. Hold on. And then she's gone. And then it's Parker Posey and Catherine O'Hara. And honestly, I I I, I think they both survived. I feel like Catherine O'Hara survives, though. All right. She's K- the final girl. Katie O'Hara. Well, you know who's not going to survive is Candace Cameron Blur. Um, I did see that. You uh, tweeted, uh, "I hope that Twitter goes down before Candace Cameron Blur does." And no, I it all- said, "I hope it doesn't go down before she does because oh, I want to watch the right. downfall." <laughs> you're right, you're right. I hope it doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah, um- <laughs> I'm like, please don't stop. I'm still harassing this woman. Like, <laughs> not yet. It's just so it's so
3: poetic to me that it's annoying to me because like I I buy romanticized her when I was younger I thought
2: you <laughs> of course but listen I had a crush on her anyone in Full House I think we buy romanticized I mean Danny Tanner versus um honestly, I think I just thought she was hot because she's so butch. Oh, there you go. She did yeah, go. She's she did. like, she's like, you know, kind of like a man with a wig on, like a yeah, little bit. Yeah, 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 um, sure, 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 sure. But you know what's so devastating is that, like, she could have been a gay icon because your good Judy Jonathan Bennett is doing all these Hallmark movies, and then all of a sudden she's leaving to now start a homophobic network or like start in a homophobic network. Do you find that the future of that network is like hopefully going to crash and burn because of the the hate, or are you worried that, or we don't even not even care about how well it does?
3: what's going to happen is this like that network the GAC which is which I like to call gays Inc. christmas now <laughs> um the GAC network right and then newsmax is another one yep it's all just going to keep flourishing i'm sorry to say it's going to be its mm-hmm. own thing um one of the things i love about this era that is so annoying to be living in but i'm happy is that all of the f- hateful people are showing it on the outside oh yeah like i'd rather you be that way than than have my kid be in your school and you be the teacher
2: because mm, i didn't know, know what teachers you're dealing like with like that i didn't yeah. deal with like
3: homophobic teachers
2: i didn't even know i was gay when the teacher would spot me being gay and treat me a certain type of way yes whereas now they show that they are hateful and then hopefully you yeah can know let me know void. yeah what
3: i if- almost feel like they should have their own religion like the way they're trying to use Christianity and abuse Christianity, we we call them on our show Christians with a hard R, like Christian, like you know, mm. like, huh? like <laughs> Christian. Those, you know, the hard R Christians, like the ones with like blue eyed, blonde hair Jesus from Texas, like those, those ones should have their own denomination that we could all just avoid. I want them to say, I'm sorry, it's against my religion to teach a gay student. Take my baby out of your class, gay or straight. I want my nieces and nephews out of your fucking class. Like, I don't want it anymore. Oh, I want yeah. to know. I want to know right to your face. And I'm moving to Florida. I mean, not permanently. I'll still always keep my other place. But I'm going to buy property in Florida so I can vote in fucking Florida and be around mm. my family. Mm. And and trust me, I'm going to make it gayer. I'm going to open up, a, like, a drag bar or something. I'm going to do Say something. Say gay, bitch. Say
2: gay. Oh, I love that. You're doing the like, Lord's work. You know, the first thing
3: I did uh with my niece um who was so upset by the say gay thing because it can't say gay thing because she's such a little ally Mm. you know i'm like gunkle of the year she's 10 oh oh my god i have a hundred stories where she supported the queer community i took her to a museum the Perez art museum in miami and it was like we were looking at the art and i was explaining art to her and i was sitting down on the floor and saying what do you think about this painting and really giving her like even though i didn't really feel like i felt like weird sitting on the floor looking at a painting i was like doing it for her so because i'm like let's start it young and like they wish you yeah. can see what you do when you are mesmerized by something and then the little placard that tells you like what you know the materials are and the mm-hmm. artist she's like what's that and so well, this explains that and it explains you know uh who um he is and what his ideas were and then i was like i should be supporting women for her and i was like or she she goes or they that was when she was seven seven bitch and then and then my brother's getting we're getting ready for my niece's uh, my other niece's birthday party and it's like um marvel themed so they're blowing up balloons and stuff and there's pink there's he blows up a pink balloon and my sister-in-law blows up a blue balloon and my brother goes it's like a gender reveal and she goes "She you know she goes in the side eye dad joke you know and then uh he blew up a a red one you know with like gold writing on it it was probably yeah. iron Man or something and he goes maybe this one's from china it's chinese you know, and my niece was like, dad, you know,
2: dad. And,
3: and, and he blew up one that had a hand on it. Like, and he goes, oh, this one's hand sexual. And she goes, what do you mean hand sexual? And he goes like me, handsome, sexual. No, so, dad. And she goes,
2: dad, now you're just making a mockery of the LGBTQ community. This. Okay. Bat Midler wishes she was as much of an ally. Wait, as
3: can you lady. even believe it? When my brother told me that story,
2: I was screaming. Like I'm obsessed that she's, like, four years old. She's like, gender is a construct. It's like, okay.
3: Um, I know. So, like, when this, you know, I bought her, she said to me, she goes, Uncle, she goes, Gunko, I need a purse that'll really wow them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you've come to the right place, little girl. And I was, so she has to wear a uniform, but at recess, they're allowed to carry, like, a, a, a crossbody bag. But she wanted something that was wild. So I got her this, like, little kawaii kind of, like, it looked like strawberry milk, and it had a straw coming out of it. And... <laughs> And everyone was like, oh, my God, I love it. And the teachers were like, where did you get that? And she was like, my gunkle got it for me. And one of the kids was like, what's
2: a gunkle? And she goes, what, are you living under a rock? <laughs> my gunkle. uncle. Um, I do think that, a side note, I think that um, strawberry milk is gay. I think that it I is had, gay. I had an obsessive moment where I would put strawberry sugar syrup into milk, swirl around, love the pink color, and just pink down milk. that baby. Ugh.
3: Pink milk down.
2: You're honestly inspiring me because my nephews are four and four and under, and my oldest one is like starting to really or really connecting. But I cannot wait to just seven. Be, it's seven. seven. I can't wait. Seven.
3: To I wish she was seven forever. She's already ten, and she's already
2: starting to get to a little cool. Like ten. Seven is heaven. Seven is heaven, babe. Speaking of heaven, you have a gorgeous video online of you singing "Don't Rain on My Parade" uh, at an yeah. award ceremony that you hosted. You is first of all, I love I love the vocals of it all. Now that I know that you were a musical theater, now
3: I have to say that I only had two days of rehearsal on that, and they literally never sang or really ever listened to that song. And that's a very hard song. Very. And I was so upset with the director, I was like, "You're giving me two times to go over this, like, and you know what else?" at the end of it everybody else that sang that day like i think Lettucey sang and all these other people sang at that event they had they had the teleprompter and i'm like i could have had the teleprompter for that
2: the whole fucking time and freaking steven
3: schwartz was in the audience i was so
2: nervous stop it well that that begs the question then you i'm sure have seen that leah michelle had her cast album come out for funny girl are you a supporter well
3: i'm a jonathan groff
2: person you know because he's Uh, my buddy from looking clearly clearly. and they know
3: they're besties and part of me says how bad could she be if they're friends but chris colfer is very sweet and and, you know a lot of those other kids are very sweet and then what their experience was they do not like you know but there's no denying
2: talent no denying talent i just yeah what jonathan Groff is like to me the gold standard of just like nice hot gay oh yeah he's not even like naughty to have a crush on like you're just like yeah like, yeah, yeah but, i know i like it kind of hurt how much i had a crush on him for a while I just like i know he's a good kisser i know that he would my, love my family i know that and his...
3: he like dances so sexy and he party like in the way he like he's just such a sexy sweet man i like love him and he also i, I don't think he knows fully how hot he is which is even hotter it's actually true he doesn't and he's uh, still like, a big nerd like he'll uh, like rides his bike to set and like uh, doesn't drink too much and wants to go home early to run lines stick a fucking fork in me
2: meanwhile um, like me and russell Toby were like said <laughs> so the eagle like. not oh my god russell Toby. yeah yeah Your I, I can't your memoir your memoir
3: <laughs> oh gonna, wait for it girl i'll be
2: first in line <laughs> babe
3: i'm gonna spill it all one day oh i
2: can't <laughs> wait and honey you're gonna
3: have to because <laughs> it's I'm gonna have to be like in the old nursing home they're all gonna come for me to pitchforks
2: ryan murphy is like dush, 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 he's 208 um yeah, ryan murphy please didn't even know who i am but but uh, well uh, his laws his fucking laws. Uh,
3: ryan murphy i love him and i'm such a big fan but he doesn't ca- cast fat dudes never in nothing nowhere you have the whole entire gay spectrum of everybody lgbtqa but not one person the size unless they're playing someone disgusting
2: and they or they'll put him in a fat suit yeah oh god <laughs> that's not ryan murphy but yeah didn't did wasn't what is the Sarah Paulson? Oh, is it not Ryan Murphy? Didn't Sarah paulson <laughs> fuck. She wore a fat suit for
3: to play Linda Tripp, but You're she right. also gained weight. Oh. And she couldn't do both roles at the same time. She was doing two sh- the woman is a icon. Like, and I mean, that was a different scenario. It wasn't yeah. you weren't wearing like a giant fat suit to play Linda Tripp. You were wearing like a little bit of padding. So you could right. like Meanwhile, you were doing two roles at once in two different shows.
2: So in that, that, so just make sure I'm not a complete fucking idiot. That is a Ryan Murphy show. It was just a different – but a different stand. Oh, yeah, okay. it was um... – It was the Monica Lewinsky thing. Right, right. I was making sure I could keep my gay card. So, no, I think that that Ryan Murphy would be very smart to cast you. And listen, the guy... Look, I'm not begging nobody for nothing over here. And that is what the energy we need. Um, (laughs) So, whenever the memoir does come out, I will obviously be promoting, sharing, and obviously asking you to do a live interview with me for a show. Uh, So, let me then, since we have to sadly get close to the end of this fucking stunning conversation can i ask you a question i did not prep you on which is Danny franzesi what is the best Whoopi goldberg film soap dish i knew you'd have a subversive gorgeous answer and you did i had not seen soap dish until i did this podcast although the color purple is a masterpiece a masterpiece and we cannot wait to see but i don't the- I,
3: I only say that soap dish is better because I can't the color purple is so heart wrenching I can't watch
2: it every day. Yeah. And I yeah, watch yeah. Soap dish every day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's very well said and also understandable. Um, God, I'm really sad that we have to end this episode. Uh, Danny, where can people follow you? Where, where can people keep up with your stunningness? They can follow me at what's up, Danny on Instagram,
3: Twitter, TikTok, blackpeoplemeet.com, JDate, Farmersonly, Christian Mingle, Venmo. <laughs>
2: Which, by the way, by the way, um, you did tweet really fast, if I may bring up, that you want to meet a guy older than 35 who loves Jesus, his mama, and bottoming, who has a flexible career, maybe a writer that lets him travel, can also afford to take me on a vacation once a year, and I'll take mm-hmm. us on two others. Bonus if you pack my suitcases in with a love note on it. Hello, name it and claim it. Sweetheart, so we have recently done a segment on this podcast that is gay matchmaking and i will just say that uh you've just named what you want if there's any listener out there that is either finding themselves in florida in los angeles and they're close to danny and you would like to just <laughs> sit take on a to
3: mexico <laughs> take in mexico
2: you'll go to mexico you will listen to. here's a the bet- thing
3: here's the thing i A lot of those things are flexible, but like the truth is, like I just like I can't be the one that does everything. Like you gotta do you gotta do something for me, and I'll double it. I'll always I'll always beat you, like at being the better boyfriend. I'll I'm telling you, I'm like crazy. I'll always like I'll always like uh try to top whatever it is that you're doing
2: (laughs) in more ways than one. That is, I mean, listen, (laughs) whoever you whoever dates you is lucky because the the amount of effort you're gonna put in and inches, honey. (laughs) <laughs> effort and inches baby um Any, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this podcast i hope that i get to see you in real life in this lifetime yeah please As- come see
3: my play if you're in florida come see italian mom loves you at the boca black
2: box theater uh december 4th through the 11th december 4th through the 11th get your fucking tickets we'll put the link in the description just okay? look for
3: me at what's up danny everywhere good what everywhere good social media is sold except for be real where someone took my name you bastard and i'm what's up dan
2: get the fuck off of his name and be real whoever you are monster um you, you monster. we'll do this we'll do some advocacy for you there and um we will see you next time thank you so much. thank you thanks for having me you gay ass person Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. That is it for season two. And I hope you live your gay ass life loud and proud. Have an amazing rest of December. We're going to be back in January with a live show on January 19th. And new amazing guests who are already signing on. I love you so much. Get your character actress sweatshirt. Follow at Gay Ass Podcast. And just be kind to yourself. We'll see you soon. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.